We have a very important announcement to make today, so do not miss it. We are the show for multi-passionates and for people with a lot of curiosity and interests. So uh, here's to make your day a little better. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. <sighs> 87 bottles of beer on the wall. 87 bottles of beer. Take one down, pass it away. Sorry. Um, Man, you know, time does not fly until the real Brian show starts. So that's that's my theory. I'd say let's rock it at 60 percent less fat and 20 percent less price. The only thing cold families, family pack ham packs don't have less of is flavor. Ham girl. Family pack ham packs from cold family farms. The family that's pleased to meet you. Ham girl. Uh, let's try that again. Let's rock it. Yes. yes. Welcome to the real Brian show. Thank you for joining us. I'm the real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. Hey, Good Captain. poll, dude. Thanks Damn, for bringing that into the show. Girl. Oh, man. Girl. I can't do it as well as Ben Chang there, but uh, man, that's some good <laughs> stuff. That's, uh, that's a poll for that. In fact, I'm going to say that's kind of an obscure poll for some of you. It is for probably most of you. It's from uh, what show? No, 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 don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Points okay. to those of you who can come up with it. Let us know in the comments in the YouTube channel and, uh, you know, contact us through the podcast. What's that from? Tell us. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thanks for joining us. We're excited. So here's the deal. Today, um, look at look at this. Koozie, if you can see this. Yes. Hold my drink. Beautiful. I got to pet this dog. Um, <laughs> some. <laughs> they were giving, it's an animal rescue, actually. It's Animal Friends Alliance. They they do a bunch of stuff, and they were giving out these koozies. And so I am drinking a Guava Sao Paulo. Finally, it's a LaCroix. This is one of my favorite LaCroix. I have not had one all summer yet. I've been waiting. Wow. And Dude, finally, really? wow. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's the. Uh, You've been waiting a while. That's it's interesting. It's refreshing. It, it's guava with, like, tro- it's just tropical. It's like a refreshing tropical LaCroix. LaCroix. It's, mm. it's a bit of refreshing guava oh, mixed in man. with obnoxious uh, seltzer water. Yeah, dude, I love that's this. How stuff, I, that's how I see it. See, I, I got into the seltzer water. Actually, here's how. You want to know how? I'll tell you how. I really want to know how. <laughs> You're like, I really don't want to know how. No, no, no I, I do. <laughs> so when I was doing the espresso stuff back in the day, you know, when, the, when they first... Well, you go to a real coffee shop, by the way. And they give you espresso in a very small cup and you're supposed to maybe put a little cream in it and that's it. Or you drink it straight. Mm. And then right. they also give you a shot glass. Well, it's it's a little bit bigger of a glass with, you know, sparkling water, seltzer water, whatever you want to call it. It's oh, intended really? to cleanse the palate in between sips of espresso. Intr- I didn't and it know works. That. Yeah, it's really impressive. I learned something new. Wow. And in fact, I almost feel like every time you drink coffee, you should have a seltzer water of some kind because it does cleanse the palate in between the coffee oils and stuff that kind of gets stuck in your mouth and tongue and all that. So it's like, it's a really, it really is amazing. And so that's how I started to get into that whole sparkling water, seltzer water thing is I started associating it with my espresso. I enjoyed it. Booyah. And then the LaCroix came along. Now, Oh, and here's another one. Whenever I would fly, I had a tradition where I would drink Sprite on the plane. 
I was interested to drink Sprite. Yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> I never drank Sprite anywhere else any other time. It was just on the plane. Nice. And I got to the point where I was like, I just can't do sodas that much anymore. So I was kind of like, well, what's another clear sparkling liquid? And they're like, oh, try the, I don't even know what they had. It was a sparkling water, but it had lime essence in it. I liked it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. There's my it's, story. It's, I, the Croix or the Quas, whatever, uh, <laughs> are so popular uh, with so many of my friends. Yeah. But to me, it's just flavored seltzer water and seltzer water is just too, it's not, uh, should I describe it as salty? It's, it's hard uh, to make a description of it. Yeah, I could see but that. My, but it just, it's a little harsh on my tongue. And so I don't sure. like it that much. No, I, I hear you. And it's not for everybody. Uh, I like the fact that it's an, it's a healthy alternative to true soda. You know, I like that. That's for sure. There's and no arguing that. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I love about this because you know, there's no sweetener in this. There's no stevia. There's no crap. There's nothing. It literally is just like you said, flavored with real natural essences. Uh, I don't know how yeah. they do that. Um, but it's yeah, a, what are a, those extracts. essences? I'm, 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 skeptical you know, to be honest there has to be some sort of artificial sweetener in there no it's not it is so the it says naturally flavored and so they do take ex- extracts out of fruits and other things like that i don't know how it works to be honest but they'll take and it the is extracts fairly out. subtle yeah and it's just the flavor so again it's you're not getting any of the sugar from the fruit or anything and then they so that's the essence is the extract but again i don't know how it works that's that'd be, right. a, that'd be an interesting thing to kind of nerd out about is how do they get natural essences or extracts or a good expose on La Croix, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe they real? do put something uh, nefarious in there and, and they just don't tell you. Mm, MSG. I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I'm sure it is too because otherwise they'd probably get very, very sued. But you never know. Mm. So uh, really quickly, I wanted to mention a couple things. First of all, there is not going to be an episode next week. Now, that's if you're watching this or listening to it when it airs. Uh, we are going to be taking a week off. And the other thing... This podcast, this this show has been around for almost six years now, and we launched on YouTube back in October of 21 with the wow. intention and the idea of experimenting to see if YouTube would be a good platform for us. And I got to tell you, well, the other thing too, there was two reasons. That was the first reason. The second one was to decide whether or not Captain and I enjoyed doing video because we've both right. just done audio, you know? So what's really been funny is how much I've absolutely loved video. And Captain, what about you? Oh, dude, look at look at my studio behind me, man. <laughs> you you look so cool. Look at that. I, I got the. Fifth I just need an op- I need, Yeah, I need a venue to show off my my cool hair and my yeah. uh, my my big glasses that make my eyes huge. Yeah. Watch this. Whoa, oh, that's really cool. I know and, me uh, too. I've got my glasses on today, and they're really massive eyes. Actually, they're some smaller. of you might be wondering. Well, some of you might be wondering why I don't show off my six pack. Well, that's kind of private. I I don't want to. I mean, it's 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 kind of make anyone jealous. Trite, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, but we don't want any jealousy. Shirts. We are doing the matching shirts oh, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. The Sucks yeah, Clan. There you yeah. go. So we had to do that one. Uh, well, and it's it's actually kind of funny how much we've both enjoyed video because I wasn't sure and you weren't sure either. In fact, at first you were wanting to do the whole, you know, home improvement Wilson thing. <laughs> Sit behind <laughs> like the fence. Way, okay. <laughs> exactly. You got to get like, yeah, there you go. Way down there where, you know, you can't see. <laughs> Only this see the been, eyes. This was my original idea for the, for the video. I was just doing <laughs> just the entire, for every episode. Yeah. You just see the top of the head. And a lot of you would probably have enjoyed this actually, but I don't know. It, I, it, tell you what, it, it would have been, I would have turned out my, my legs would have been amazing by now if I had done it every episode because squatting time. like this the whole time. Yeah. That's impressive. It's like going through alien isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda Ripley. Amanda Ripley, we all know, is a complete thunder thighs because she's squatting the entire game that she's hiding from that xenomorph. Oh man, my you thighs are hurting already. That's a really good point in games. You're always <laughs> crouching. 
Always. And well, you're walking along crouch. Most most first person games and all that, you're walking around crouching all the time. <laughs> like, dude, could you imagine the burn? I've never thought about that until you just mentioned yeah. that. Like you got Thunder Thighs and Alien. We've been playing GTFO. And it's like you're walking around crouching the whole time. I'm like, oh my gosh, you'd be in so much pain. <laughs> it's like 25 minutes of crouching, walking, crouching, and jumping. And <laughs> Okay, wow. I digress. Well, we've learned a lot about YouTube since we've started. Um, and unfortunately, what we found is that this type of an episode, which is a long form is what they call it. You know, it's about 40 minutes. And, and you know, we, we talk about a variety of topics. Hasn't done very well on the YouTube algorithms, which, by the way, Captain, this is no surprise at all. We knew this going right. into it. I was trying to kind of break past that and see if there's a way to, to make it work. But I've sought out the expertise of some other successful YouTubers, and um, I've been given some fantastic advice, by the way. And so what they want me to do is try a new strategy with the YouTube channel. Now, before I go any further, this show is not going away. I just want to make sure you know that. Um, we're going to continue to do this episode of The Real Brian Show, the Friday, you know, anything goes kind of thing. However, we are taking this show, this particular episode off of YouTube temporarily just during this experiment. It's about a two-month experiment. We're going to see from there kind of how it goes. Um, I mean, I would like to bring this episode back to YouTube eventually because I love doing it and we've had some, I keep hitting the microphone, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like really flailing my arms right now. We've had some really cool comments from people who have watched this episode. They watch it on YouTube, by the way. Thank you, by the way, for doing that. And yeah. you've all said, like, you much prefer watching us than listening. Uh, some of you have said you much prefer listening because that's been your habit and, you know, you're on the go when you're when you're consuming the show and that's great. But right. the others have said, like, you're missing out when you're not watching it. And so I hear that. I, I just want you to know I hear that. I recognize that, which is why I do want to bring this back as soon as possible. Um, but starting September 2nd of 2022, that is, in case you're a time traveler, I uh, just wanted to make sure you know what year we're in. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, you <laughs> took into account the time travelers in the audience. That's that's good. We do have some, yeah. We will I'm sure. only be doing the this episode, this Friday Anything Goes episode on audio podcast for the next at least two months. We will not be on the YouTube channel for a while. So that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're on Google, whatever you listen to, it doesn't matter. But just make sure to subscribe to those platforms however you want to listen. I don't care. It's up to you. Uh, and by the way, the links are below in the description of the YouTube, each video of these. Uh, make sure to go down there and subscribe so you do not miss an episode because we're going to keep doing this and we're going to do that for at least the next two months um, and maybe until further notice. We'll see. But what I'm going to be doing is experimenting with short form videos and Captain, you're going to love this three minute videos, Max. Wow, that'll be interesting. It's I, I'm kind of like how I, I can't stop talking. So <laughs> yeah, between be the two of challenge. us, three minutes, that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some of these are going to be solo for a while and then others I'm going to bring you in. So we'll see what happens. But right. actually one of the, the ideas was, is if, if you are in an important discussion about something and you need to go beyond three minutes, then, you know, so be it. But the idea behind it's going to actually be kind of fun. It's going to be like, uh, I'm going to use my basketball love and I'm going to be like having a, a basketball timer, you know, where the, the clock counts down. And it's like, we're going to start the video and say, all right, I got three minutes. And then boom, you're going to see the timer as I'm doing the video. It's counting down like, okay, oh boy, get it in, get it in. And then it's going to have like that basketball buzzer, you know, that, you know, the air horn kind of sound. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most of the time I'm going to be like, all right, we're done. Got to move on. But sometimes if it's an important topic, I may be like, let's go to overtime. <laughs> we're we're going right. to keep moving. So anyway, that being said though, is it is intended to be 10 minutes or less, no matter what, but ideally right around three minutes and it's going to be topically based. So each video will still be a topic. Like for example, 
make sure to check out the first three-minute video all about my initial reaction of She-Hulk, which just came out. So first episode, by the way. But I'm going to be jumping around. You know, I'm going to be talking about She-Hulk or, you know, multi-passionates versus ADHD. You know, is that a superpower uh, or a curse or whatever, you know? And, and we talked about a little bit of that last last episode, actually. They're all going to be different, but we're doing the experiment to see, is this going to work? And can we, you know, utilize the YouTube algorithm? This is important. So, And you know what I like about this, too, is that um, I've been asking for help with the messaging of the show because... You know, we do the show and if you like it, you like it, right? People, they're here. But when somebody asks me what it's about, it's difficult, you know? And so that's kind of where this this whole concept and term of multi-passionate, uh, interestingly, has become a little more popular in the last couple of years because it didn't used to exist. Uh, I heard another one was neurodivergent. I was like, oh, I like that. Neurodivergent? Neuro, as in like neurology. Oh, neurodivergent. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Neuro, yeah, okay. neuro, like neuro, neuro. Yeah, neuro, neuro, whatever you want to call it, divergent. I thought that was a really cool term too because it's yeah. exactly the same thing. But so, yes, I mean, clearly most of the people that I've, let me rephrase that, all of the people that I've had a chance to speak with, that's not necessarily saying this is all of you, but this is people I've spoken with, Have mm-hmm. you've all said you're multi-passionate in some way or another. And so it's been fascinating to me to realize that this is really the show for people with a lot of interests, a lot of curiosity. You love to bounce from thing to thing. It's not a weakness. It's a superpower and you love doing it. And that's exactly who we're trying to reach because we're trying to empower and encourage all of you. And so that's the mission. That's why we're trying this experiment is to get out there and get this in front of more people so that, you know, we can be a a benefit and a blessing to others. So there you go. That's, that's the plan. So well, in two weeks, we'll see you on the podcast, you know, for the next couple of months. And then, but make sure. So again, I'm going back to this. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you've not already. And from this point forward, go and listen to the podcast so you don't miss episodes. Uh, and again, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of those links are in the description below on the YouTube channel. Now, for those of you who only listen to the podcast, come check out the YouTube channel so you can see these little three-minute videos that I'm going to be doing for a while. I'm going to try to do one to two a week. We'll see how that goes. Uh, well, I'm going to do at least one a week, try for two a week. That's the goal. And of course, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Honestly, the easiest way, youtube.com slash the real Brian. If you can't remember that, then uh, I don't know. Get some memory. <laughs> Just watch this over again. And then you'll eventually <laughs> yeah, exactly. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Captain, what's happening with you, man? Dude. So the last two days, the last couple of days of work, I, the software that I use has, has expired. And oh, okay. they're having, and it shouldn't have happened because they're having trouble getting it re-upped with the company that we do it through. So I haven't been able to really work for the last two days. So I've been taking that opportunity to go on extra bike rides. Very nice. So yeah. Nice. And, yeah. and so I've been huffing and a puffing and dudes, I don't, I don't ride lightly. I don't just go on some casual, uh, you know, bike ride. I push myself pretty hard. And uh, it's like five minutes in, I'm already huffing and puffing. And then for the next 25 minutes after that, I'm just constant hmm. heavy respiration, right? And, and, it's, and it's awesome to realize that with every heavy breath I take on that bike ride, I'm breathing out fat. I, that's, I was just going to say like that you'll be watching us every breath that you the good police reference. So, so <laughs> yes, you're right. So, you're breathing out fat and yeah, and calories we, and, we talk- and yeah. Yeah, we oh, talked man. about that a couple of years ago in the show. How how it turns out how you actually lose fat is through respiration. It because yeah. you're 
the the fat breaks down, your body burns it and it breaks down into carbon dioxide and other stuff and you breathe out the carbon dioxide through your lungs. So the harder you breathe, the more fat you essentially you're burning, which is why they say when you when you exercise, you need to you need to get your heart rate up and you and you start breathing a little heavier to really lose weight. Yeah. And so Anyway, I've been doing, I, I've done really four cool. rides this week so far. Nice. And, uh, oh man, I feel so great. I feel really good. That's good, dude. So I'm so glad. Yeah. So it's nice when you, when you don't, when you find yourself unable to work, but you're, it's not too yeah, hot to, to make, to take advantage of it outdoors. So that's great. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I did a, a few rides actually last week. So what have yeah, been you on, guys go riding a lot. We do as much as we can. Um, and then honestly, it's been kind of fun. I, I'm, I'm right now I'm averaging driving about two times a week and it's usually to Pilates and back and that's it. And then otherwise I'm on my bike to wherever I need to go. We'll take a bike ride, you know, sometimes. And here's the thing too. Like I I'm, I mean, I've said this before. I'm on a beta blocker for, you know, heart condition I've had since I was a kid. And so for those of you who don't know what beta blockers are, it lowers your heart rate overall. And so my resting heart rate is in the fifties, sometimes low sixties, um, which is good. I mean, but that's low for most people. Yeah, and I'm so, a little like that too without a beta blocker. But. Yeah, I can't get my heart rate above a certain amount. So when they say get your heart rate up to, I don't even know what people say, target 140 or 50 or something like that. I don't even know. Um, That's like high. I, I'm in the 100, 100, uh, like I'm in, I'm in somewhere between like so 90 and 106 is about the max that I can get. And that's working. So that's hard. the max you can get. So no matter how hard you work, that's as, that's as high as that beta average, blocker will allow. Uh, yeah, give or take now, because when I go into what's called supraventricular tachycardia, which is what I have SVT, um, without a beta blocker, you can be up in the two to 300 beats per second, you know, or, Dude, yeah, that's hard to per minute. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's not, it's just, it's, really? it's annoying. Yeah. It's just what it is. Um, I'll be darned. and so with the beta blocker, it only gets into the 140, 160 range at most. Interesting. So, so does that, so when you're really pushing yourself on, on a given exercise, say if you're, if you're biking really hard or up a hill or something like that yeah, and where your average person's heart rate would be pretty high, uh, just out of, just because, and your beta blocker prevents that. Does that make it harder mm-hmm. so for oh, your yeah. body to, okay. Yeah. So Cause I can't, I can't pump as much blood. I can't get as much oxygenation and stuff like that. And so I, I can't go as fast as most people. Um, okay. nor, nor do I have the stamina to go long distance. So, you know, the people that, I see. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, and honestly, that's probably the, one of the main reasons I got the e-bike too, is because between that and the heart palpitations that I have now because of that prednisone, um, the harder that I push, the greater chance that I have to go into SVT or, and it's, it's triggered too. So it's like, you can beat and then it just goes like, and then it goes, and it just goes and goes and goes. And then when it stops, it doesn't slow down. It goes, how is that not deadly? I don't understand how that's actually not. That's crazy. It's an electro, um, it's an electrical issue in the heart. And there's the, apparently it's, it's very common with people and it's, it's annoying where it can become. Well, it's not fun. I can tell you and where it can no. become very deadly is if it not, if it causes you to pass out because right. you're pumping, you know, you didn't, you, you do, you, you will pass out at times. I've gotten tunnel vision and all that and, and cause other issues. And so if that happens, then, you know, if you're driving or if you're on your bike and you pass out, you know, you could kill yourself. So there, there are risks of course to it, but that's I just why I'm very careful and I don't push myself too hard because of that. Fair enough. I, I think it's, I just think it's fascinating that our bodies are these biological machines that run on electricity. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is Isn't amazing, that actually. Yeah. yeah. That's where the whole like, you know, <laughs> clear thing, you know, 
And um, our brains, our brains are just alive with electrical energy, synapses. with, with electri- electricity yeah. right now. Yeah. Just, just from us, from our heart beating and stuff. I mean, it's like we, and it's, we're yeah. like this dynamo we were literally, literally are this, this self, self moving machine yeah. essentially. It's so really it's neat. really neat. Well, what I was going to say, and, and this was a, a pretty exciting moment for me because like I said, I, I don't do the long distance stuff very often and I don't push too hard. If I'm going up a tough hill, that's where I'm, I'm kicking in assist these days just because yeah. I don't want to trigger it, you know? Um, but you know, on a, on a good ride, I'm, I'm in the hundred to 106 range of heartbeat, which for me again is high because that's as high as I can, I can't push too much harder. Okay. Um, but what was really cool is on Thursday and Friday, uh, I, I went and had a couple meetings and stuff like that. And so I was riding 17 to 20 miles an hour. Yeah. A little bit of assist too, to get there. But you know, I was in the hundreds of, of heart rate. So I was doing that. It was like moving, keeping it, you know, a little lower on the on the gears too. So I could get faster revolutions instead of, you know, pushing the muscles harder. And then I did an intense Pilates workout on Friday. And then uh, Saturday we had, uh, there was this bike shop that did like this little Palooza and they were having a little party and stuff. And then they went on this ride. And I think by the time we got done, it was about a 20 mile ride, which oh, wow. I've never Holy done a cow. 20 mile ride in one day personally, because I'm not a long distance person. And so for me, I was like, man, I was pretty proud of that. And I was yeah, tired. I mean, I was exhausted, but same kind of thing. Like if I play half court basketball, I can take you. If I play full court, <laughs> I'm going to suck. I just, it's too much. Cause it's that, Oh, you know, and that's when I used to beat people in the shuttle runs and the sprints. But when I would run the mile, I'd always be in last place. It's just, it's that stamina issue for me. So yeah. I'm trying to build the stamina up as much as is like actually physiological or physically possible, I guess. But, yeah. and it is getting better. So I'm Good. excited that we're both like moving together, you know, it's kind of, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing and we're getting it we're getting forward and stronger and yeah. healthier and it's fun, man. We're feeling good. Yeah. And the, the awesome. thing I'm most excited about for me is just the sustainability of it. I, I haven't, it's, yeah. it's the first, this is the first time in my whole life that I have not slacked off of my routine. If anything, I'm increasing it uh, over time, which is what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And the That's reason true. I've always slacked off is the reason why everyone's always slacked off after a while. It gets tedious. It's like, uh, this diet's so tedious. And the cool yeah. thing about what I'm doing is I'm not dieting. I'm just watching what I eat. Yeah. I'm, I'm budgeting what I eat and that's been all the difference. And then from yeah. that has, has come everything else, the Pilates, yeah. the biking, it's on that foundation of counting my calories. So yeah, that's neat. Well, and, and it's just, like you said, it is sustainable. It's a lifestyle choice instead of a, mm-hmm. a diet that, you know, everyone I know yeah. that has ever gone on a diet has failed. Every one of them. I mean, I don't know anyone yeah. that succeeded on a diet. Everyone that I, that I know that's changed their lifestyle, um, like intentionally, like I want to change my lifestyle and I want to make it realistic for me. Almost every one of them have succeeded. Isn't that interesting? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I love it, man. Hey, I want to shout out to The Wraith, by the way. Thank you, Mr. The Wraith. We've been talking about The Rings of Power, which is coming out in the beginning of September already. Oh my gosh, that's a couple weeks away. I know. <clears throat> I'm, I'm worried. I'm but so at the same worried. time, I hope it's going to go well. But well, here's what's really cool. For those of you who are going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch it and see. We will talk about it, but it'll be brief. Uh, Mr. The Wraith is actually going to be doing a Rings of Power podcast because you know he does that. And so it's going to be Tales nice. from Middle Earth. I want to do a quick little uh, shout out and I'm going to play a promo from The Wraith because first of all, thank you for your support of the show, Mark. Yeah. And I mean, you've done a lot for this. So this is this is the least I can do for you. So here, check this one out. You ready? Let's rock ready. it. Mark Decode here from Solotalk Media with an exciting announcement. I have a new podcast covering the Amazon Prime show, The Rings of Power. Yes. Aptly titled The Rings of Power Podcast. Tales from Middle-Earth. 
Now, if you're not familiar with any of my previous podcasts that covered TV shows like Under the Dome, Orphan Black, Killjoys, and most recently, The Expanse, let me tell you that a Solo Talk Media podcast is not like any other TV fan podcast you'll listen to. On a Solo Talk Media podcast, That's true. you're not a fly on the wall That's listening true. to multiple hosts converse about a TV show. Nope. I bring you into the conversation. Each week, fans like you submit recorded feedback about the television episode they just watched. Think of it as your podcast water cooler. Listeners from my previous <laughs> podcast describe them as a community of fans. Many of them have expressed how listening to Solo Talk Media enhances their enjoyment of the TV show, often picking up on nuances of the show they missed during their viewing. So if you plan on watching The Rings of Power on Amazon and you want a different podcasting experience to expand your viewing enjoyment, visit theringsofpowerpodcast.com or search for The Rings of Power Podcast, Tales from Middle Earth, wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow the show. I'm Mark Decote, wishing you all the best. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Mark. If I like The Rings of Power show, if the first episode grabs me and it's not too ridiculous socially, I'm going to listen to that podcast. Thank you for, for doing that. And also, thank you, The Wraith, Mark, for uh, buying 10 coffees for the whole music thing. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, you again. 10 coffees? Huge. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Thank you. The buy me a coffee <laughs> thing is to help support this music thing and get this going. And even though... This Friday episode is not going to be on YouTube for a couple of months. That does not negate the music. The music is still going to happen. I'm still working on it. And uh, I've been pro- I've been playing a lot, by the way, dude, a lot. You know, the Bruce Hornsby, the way it is song. Yeah. Um, something got brought up about this. And I was like, I'm going to try this really. Rare. I've never played this song in my life. I sat down and I just was like, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. That's the right key right there. Just out, off my brain. And I started playing it and I've never played it before in my life. And I'm like, whoa. I didn't know I could really do that. And then I checked. <laughs> it was the exact key that it was written in. I'm like, okay, nice. Yeah. Then, uh, you remember Wider Shade of Pale, Pro- Procol Harum from 1960s? I think it was 68 or something like that. That song came out. It was one of my, when we did that music, those big top lists from all the decades, you know, last yeah, year. Yeah. That was one of my top ones for the 60s. Oh, okay. okay. And so that popped into my head and I was like, let me see if I can figure that one out. And so I started playing it on an organ or whatever. And the same thing, figured that I'd never played that before. Figured it out, same key it was written, and I was like, okay, you could be in a cover band, oh, dude. Man, what what it, what it encouraged me was is that um, I'd never really. I mean, I've always played music from movies and other. I've always tried to play other people's music, but I've usually had to kind of figure it out, listen to it first, and stuff. Sure. Never have I just sat down and played something totally by memory that I've never played before, and even in the right key without having a point of reference. So that was really encouraging to me. It's kind of like okay. This is cool. why the music is so important and this is why it's coming back. So uh, I'm glad again, it's accelerating. Yeah. Mark, thank you. Lord Thunder. Thank you. Seven blue seven. Thank you guys. You know I mean? You're, you're helping this thing going and we're moving and uh, I'm working on the music and hopefully soon once I can start figuring out how to actually record it and <laughs> then I can actually start <laughs> putting it out there. So nice. Stay tuned. I can't wait. Captain, I have another thing. This is really cool. We're driving the Ooh. other day, Miss Light and I, somebody's holding a sign up and Sarah's like, Oh great. Here we go again. You know, probably some kind of a, uh, protester, you know, we get to the sign. What did it the say? Song, the sign said, breathe. You've got this. And I was like, wait, what? Interesting. Wow. And every sign that I have seen in the last five, 10 years or whatever, or maybe my whole life has yeah. either been, you know, need help. Anything or, helps or it's been something um, either inflammatory or 
very polarized. That's all it's ever been. Yeah. No one ever has yeah. held up a sign that I've seen. Well, or get a Brian, you morons, morans <laughs> is what it was, or the world needs more Brians. You know, those were good signs. Other than that, though, I've never seen anyone holding up a sign that just wanted to encourage somebody. I'm like, dude, superhero. Wow. I don't know who the guy was. Totally. I've never seen him before, but breathe. You got this. Oh, he was out there in the in the heat of the day with a sign that was encouraging anybody who walked. That, that's so crazy. Incredible. Incredible. Good crazy. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Good story. And another thing that I wanted to share, and this one, a big shout out to Robert, who, Robert, I know you listen or you watch the show on YouTube and I'm, oh, please come to the podcast. Please don't leave us. Um, I yeah, got to say, though, this was cool. So when we talked about the whole multi-passionate thing last week and the whole like, you're not multi-passionate, you're, you have a procrastination problem or something, whatever the title was. He wrote some very, I'm not going to share everything just, but he was, it was fascinating what he said. And so he was saying, well, okay, interestingly, I, I didn't search for the article, but this is a frustrating thing to hear. It's definitely not a weakness. I love this. He, so he's a multi-passionate. He goes, mm -hmm. so far as a multi-passionate, I think, yes, you are, by the way. He's like, I've earned a private pilot certificate, hundred hours, by the way, earned a comp I don't know what this is. CompTIA's Network Plus Certificate. Some of you, uh, I'm, I'm sure Lord Thunder knows that one. Yeah. Uh, holds down a full-time job with a good salary and excellent benefits, which by the way, he's done various jobs throughout his life and has done very well. Um, I, I know him well enough for that. Capable mm -hmm. of repairing most minor and major automobile issues. Considers wow. himself at an advanced level when it comes to integrating and running sophisticated analog and digital AV systems. Uh, by the way, audio. He's an audio Visual. engineer. The reason I sound so good on the podcasts and the voiceover is actually because of him. He showed me how oh. to set that up and actually originally oh, set me up. Okay. So this is a, a friend of mine from way back. And okay. he means, uh, makes a mean batch of cinnamon rolls. Um, oh, by the way, he's got me. He does a lot more. That's all I got to say. He's a, he's a master, uh, a master of ceremonies, but a master master of ceremonies is really good at it. He's done a lot. I mean, he's, he is very, very talented, um, and he has a lot of interests. I've known this for years and stuff like that. Uh, and also, he, he's he's done radio with us. Actually, he wants to come on the show, by the way. So please, let's dude, just say on. very, very multi-talented. But he goes, well, I guess I'm, quote, indecisive, and I procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh. So well said. Well, said. I love that. There's more that he says, but thank goodness the real Brian show offers content that isn't like so many media outlets and, you know, is very uh, appreciative of the well-balanced in-depth and useful content. So I got to tell you, Robert, I really, and there's more that he wrote. If you want to read more, go to the YouTube channel and you can read his, his comment on the actual multi-passionate is real. It's a super hard video. So cool. thank you, Robert, for that. That really encouraged me beyond anything you could imagine. Um, I, I really do appreciate that. And it's it's fascinating to hear it from other people who say, dude, I'm one. And I, I, I take offense to the procrastination issue or whatever. So good. You know, this is, <laughs> this is what we right. want. Anyway, thank you. All right. Uh, I think it's an origin time. What do you think? I think so too, Brian. Do it. And uh, this is an origin. This is another origin that my wife recommended to me. Uh, and I had, I had, if I've ever heard this term before, I don't remember it. Have you ever heard the term 86th? Yes. Okay. I have, well, yep. you, you would be with most people. I think most okay. people have heard this. Miriam Webster, first of all, slang terms come from a wide variety of sources. The military, the newsroom, and the arts have all proved to be exceptionally fertile grounds for the creation of new words. One of the less likely sources is soda jerks. In other words, huh. a person who dispenses carbonated drinks and ice cream at a soda fountain. This is an antiquated 
term, obviously I don't have these anymore, but no, and I back remember in the, the soda jerk thing and some of yeah. the more retro soda fountain shops that used to be yes. in existence and have kind of gone by the wayside, you know, they had the soda jerk. So I knew about that, but this refers soda to jerks, 86. Yeah. They, huh. they were a huge part of American culture, especially in the yeah early 20th century to mid 20 through mid 20th century. So they started disappearing in the seventies, I think maybe the sixties, seventies. Um, and then I think they totally disappeared with, with, with a few rare exceptions like in the eighties. But anyway, um, the, but even they soda jerks are responsible for some contributions. Perhaps chief among these is 86. Now first appearing in the 1930s as a noun, 86 referred to an item at a soda fountain or lunch counter that had been sold out. It did not take long for the word to broaden its use beyond the realm of the soda counter. In the 1950s, the word underwent some functional shift and began to be used as a verb. The initial meaning of the, as a verb was to refuse or to serve a customer. And so, and uh, later took on the slightly extended meaning of to get rid of or to throw out. The word was especially used in reference to refusing further bar service to inebriates. So hmm. if somebody was drinking too much, they'd be like, hey, 86, that guy on the end of the counter, he's not, he's had too many or whatever. Yeah. And uh, as an aside, uh, it also in the 70s, I believe it started to be used as a, as a term of, uh, to murder someone yes. like, Hey, you go, I want you to 86 Vinny, uh, next week. You know, he's been yeah. sticking his nose where it don't belong. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So take care of him anyway. <laughs> uh, but why 86? Why that number? Yeah. That's what well, I want according, to know. Yeah. So, well, according to Wikipedia, it was just part of the jargon used by soda jerks as a sort of code. Walter Winchell wrote about this in 1933 in his syndicated on Broadway column. In this, the code 13 meant that a boss was around. 81 was a glass of water and 86 meant all out of it. Professor Harold Bentley of Columbia University studied soda jerk jargon. Uh, Wouldn't that be interesting? That's what you do. You study (laughs) that stuff Uh, and reported other numeric codes such as 95 for a customer leaving without paying. So, it sounds like it was just uh, most likely that the origin was simply a numeric code that soda jerks used uh, to kind of uh, talk in code without customers knowing what they were saying. Yeah. So it didn't freak them out. Like we're all out of soda. Instead we say 86 and they don't know it's kind of, well, they do that on, um, don't they do that? Well, police do that all the time. And I think flights do that too. Yes. Yeah. The police have their own codes and and military have codes, I think. Uh, But so I'd be curious to know what other codes, if there are any cops or uh, or service people out there listening, if there are any codes that you know of, please write to us because I'd, I'd be very interested to know that. Um, one other possible origin, there are actually a couple other possible, one other that I'm going to mention is that author Jeff Klein theorized that the bar Chumley's at 86 Bedford Street in the West Village of Lower Manhattan was the source. His book, The History and Stories of the Best Bars of New York, claims that the police would call Chumley's bar during Prohibition before making a raid and tell the bartender to 86 his customers, meaning that they should exit out the 86 Bedford Street door while the police would come to the Pamela Court entrance. Hmm. So that's that's okay. another strong possible origin that's on the internet. There's there's some other funny ones like the the number of ladles that like that the origin was during the Great Depression and 85 ladles of soup would fit in your average soup pot, but or the 86th person was left by the wayside. They didn't have yeah. any soup. So 87 bottles of beer on the wall that I was trying trying to sing May, in the beginning yeah. that I shouldn't have sang. I wasn't singing. <laughs> it was more of a chant. It's not good. I know. Um, well, that's fascinating. Thank you for doing that because that actually, I've I've heard it. I've said it. 
you know, especially when I'm like 86, that guy for me. Um, I've said that too many times, probably. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm not one of the guys you've had. 86, no, no. Thank God. Um, but yeah. other than that, like, I'm. it's good to know where it came from. So appreciate yep. that. Speaking of 86ing some stuff, uh, I did finish the season three of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Well, Captain, uh, it's not as good as seasons one and two. So I, oh, I did okay. enjoy it in the beginning. It started off kind of like, oh, I'm excited. Let's do this. And then it kind of just kept going and going and going. And it was, um, I think it was about, let's see, it was 10 episodes, right? Or something like that, nine or 10. And I think it was like five or six episodes too long. They really could have okay. shortened it. They could have done more with the story. Um, there were a lot of plot aspects that just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Kind of like, why is this going on right now? What's mm. happening? And then, of course, in their usual style, it is, uh, by the way, My Chemical Romance wrote the comic, the comics. So I just wanted to, for those of you who right. didn't know that. Um, yeah, the, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance yeah, was yeah. that? Okay, yeah. yeah. It's weird. The ending is one of those kind of endings that kind of upset me. Like, really? Like, is there going to be a season four? Are you going to leave us hanging? When is it coming? Like, ah, it's frustrating. So if you're, if you're a fan of seasons one and two, you'd recommend it? Yeah. I mean, if you like seasons one and two, keep going, get through the story, enjoy it. But you know, we talked about the Sandman and it was fun. It was interesting, but of course with she Hulk out and the rings of power coming out and Cobra Kai comes out in a week, I think. And there's so many, and I'm still, I haven't even watched lock and key yet. And I want to watch that. Oh oh my gosh. And I just, I just started Elvis, which just came out on digital. So I'm, I'm like, I got to get into that because I'm loving it so far, but you actually saw the whole movie, right? Yeah, last weekend I went with my my movie it. buddy, my movie buddy, my my beloved uh, mother in law. Uh, her and I went to see it, and uh, and it was amazing. It was really good. I'm not an Elvis fan. I've never liked Elvis music. Not, I respect him for the for the contribution he's made to musical history, uh, and for what a what a alien thing he was when he came out. And and this movie does a good job of of, of illustrating how different of, of a phenomenon he was. So it yeah. the movie was really well done. It was done by. Uh, Baz Herzog, uh, Baz Herzog, who did, who did like Moulin Rouge and a few other famous movies. And it's definitely a Baz style film. It's done, it's done in a very unique style. Um, so if you liked Moulin Rouge or other films like that, this was good. It's similar to Walk the Line about Johnny Cash. Okay. And, and that's a universally adored film. It's a really good movie. And again, with Johnny Cash, I was never a Johnny Cash fan. I still am not a Johnny Cash fan, but I loved that movie. Same thing with Elvis. I loved it. It was great. Cool. I recommend it to anyone who's seen it. I know, I know people have seen it twice because it was so good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. I'm about 45 minutes into Elvis. It's a two and a half hour movie, by the way. It's and, long. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fantastic so far. It's really interesting. And oh my gosh, the guy playing Elvis, he is so good as Elvis. Yeah, like he's good. when, when people said, oh, he's good. I didn't even, I wasn't even prepared for how good he's doing. Like he should win an Oscar of the, of the decade. That's how good of a, wow. of a job he's yeah. portraying Elvis. It's, I mean, in his singing, it's him singing. It sounds like Elvis. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like yeah. I'm, I'm blown away because you know, when, um, when Taron did, uh, uh, Elton John, he uh, did a really good job too, but he didn't sound like Elton John. It was close, you know, but he were okay. like, you could definitely tell it was him and not Elton John, but oh my gosh, the similarity between, uh, the, the Elvis singing and this is just, it's blowing my mind. Yeah. And, and what about Tom Hanks's uh, portrayal oh, of his manager? Phenomenal. Just, it's one of Tom Hanks's best roles. It's amazing. And, and Tom Hanks has had some good roles. Yeah. So if, yeah, it's the acting is fantastic. The screenplay is great. The song, the, music. the, the soundtrack's oh, good. Yeah. There was a couple times in the early movie and only in the first like third of the movie where they incorporated some like two modern songs, like one hip hop and. Oh yeah. And that one, was, I saw one. 
or heard one. Yeah, yeah, there were two times they did that, and then the rest weird. of the movie they did not. And I thought it was awkward, but it didn't yeah. ruin it for me. So that I, actually, I, I, um, I didn't think it had any place in the movie, to be honest. No, and I, and and I heard the first one, and it it it's in the first like 30 minutes or whatever that actually yeah. took me out of the movie and put me in yeah. a, what, what the heck is going on? So I yeah. think that was a horrible choice. Um, and I forgot about that. I blocked it out, but that's, that's one huge negative I would say against the movie is I think that was a very poor choice and a very terrible style for this type of a movie. And but it, it was very brief was out of place. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the two times that happened, it was very brief and they don't do it again the rest of the movie. So no. yeah. So besides that, the musical choice that they used with Elvis and how they integrated his music was, was beautifully done. At least again, I'm 45 minutes in, so I'm, I'm highly impressed so far and can't wait to finish it. So thanks for the Good. review, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get out of here, but I got to tell you again, uh, it's been a pleasure doing this on video. So, you know, we, we definitely are, are shooting to come back uh, at the end of this two month experiment. That's the goal. That's the plan. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, don't miss the show, go to the podcast it happens every week, you know, except for next week, but you know, keep joining us and <laughs> make sure to subscribe to the podcast and, and keep involved too, you know, and definitely want to hear from you as well. And again, for those of you who only listen to the podcast, come check out the YouTube channel and see what we're doing as far as, uh, you know, the videos and stuff like that. So I mentioned the links again, it's youtube.com slash the real Brian for the YouTube channel. And of course, all the podcast links are below in the YouTube, you know, descriptions It's all over the place. So make sure to just scroll down and check those out. But thank you again for joining us. And I'm excited to see where this two, two month experiment goes. Come check out these short form videos and tell me what you think. Be honest. Be brutally honest, too. Let's do one more little visual representation of... Deep Thoughts with Captain mm. Influence. Is there any significance to there being 86 bottles of beer on the wall? Only that you still have a long, annoying ride ahead of you. Yeah, that's true. See, I just finished with 87 at the beginning of the show. 86 bottles of beer on the wall. 86. This is going to be a long outro. Long outro. Maybe I should stop and, and yeah. Well, I'll I'll finish the outro and then I'm going to keep going on the song. Thanks for joining us. Have a glorious two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of Five Fourteen Media at Five Fourteen Media Empire dot com.